What's up, guys? Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is the very, very first episode of our new podcast called The Adam and Connor Show. He's Adam. I'm Connor. Today is February 19th, 2018. Again, the very first episode. We're very excited to be starting this and sharing this with you guys. And thank you so much for tuning in. And here's the first show. Good morning. Good morning, bro. How you doing today? How's it going? Going well, man. So you very, want to do the, do the intro? Episode, man. Yeah, sure. Um, for everybody tuning in, thank you for tuning in. This is the very, very first episode of the Adam and Connor Show. Uh, today is February 19th. Happy President's Day to you. It's um, 2018 already. What the fuck? Yeah, dude, time's flying by. Yeah. Wild. Oh, man. Well, what do you got going on today, bro? Hey, so we'll get this thing started. So um, do you mind if I start interviewing you first just to get people to know who we are, what we're about, what we like to do, and sure. places we like to see? Yeah, so, totally. Connor, I was just going, wanted to know what a couple of your interests are, you know, outside of, you know, your house. <laughs> outside of our very first podcast. Uh, yeah. Uh, recently I've been the last two years, well, year and a half to be more exact. I have been getting into trading stock options, which was incredibly difficult at first, but it's, it's a lot of fun and I'm still a pretty beginner at it, but you know, cause there's a lot to it, but I've come yeah. a long, come a long way. So I, uh, I work full time for Trader Joe's. I, uh, live here in Scottsdale, Arizona and um, from the Bay Area, that's how we met. I was actually trying to think earlier, like how we originally met. I know that we. I was just about to ask you that. I was like, how? What was your recollection of that? Because I'm like trying to think how far back that was. Dude, I, I totally, I totally can't remember. That <laughs> probably was just you coming into. So my cousin owns a store in Campbell, California, called Cali Muscle, and used to come around with. Uh, I think Tyler would come in, a couple other guys that you'd know too. Yeah, Joe um, and some other people but yeah we probably just met through john one day but, but how, how did we connect though like we must have been talking about you know biohacking or some supplement we were into brain supplements a lot like back then it was just alpha yeah. brain and bulletproof coffee which i'm drinking right now bro <laughs> i just had mine bro yeah there still, you go doing some intermittent doing... fasting right now we can get into that later for some of the some of the listeners on uh bulletproof coffee and intermittent fasting and whatnot and some more biohacking stuff. But yeah, man, I'm, I can't remember how we met. Um, it was probably just coming to the shop and just chilling. And then we probably just started kicking it or something. I, I really don't know. But, you know, we're both interested in the same stuff. So it's, you know, I'm excited to start, get this podcast going. But just to finish up kind of my intro, um, from the Bay Area, from Campbell, California. Lived in Campbell and San Jose pretty much my whole life. And uh, just in July... 2017 just relocated out here to phoenix uh, my family's out here now like my entire mom's side of the family so my mom my uncles my grandpa uh, all my cousins and so it's the first time i've actually lived close to like family like that uh, back home it was just my mom my dad and my two brothers so it's kind of it's kind of cool to have the family around in that new aspect of my life um and at the same time just moving to a new state and a new city just completely changes everything, you know? I mean, just yeah, it's all everything. new friends, all new people. Totally, yeah. And uh, we can kind of get into that later. But um, 
that's pretty much it. Um, super into sports, pretty, you know, mainly basketball and, and football are my, my two top favorites. I like baseball too. Um, super into hip hop. Um, recently I would say like I've known about cryptocurrencies for a little while, but I would really say that this last November, so November, 2017. So like three months ago, I really started to get into it. And, um, there was like a wild takeoff last December, like two months ago, it just completely took, took off. And, um, so I'm super, kind of getting into that now, you know, really interested in finance. My dad, he's a financial advisor. So kind of, but he does kind of, he does estate planning, so it's a little different, but I think he mm-hmm. kind of, he kind of rubbed off on me, but, um, yeah, man, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, you're the guy I go to anytime I want to ask you, like, what's the kind of new entrepreneurship fad people are doing? I mean, I, can I, I think I can even recall you telling me to get, um, cryptocurrency a few years ago before anybody really even, I mean, a lot of people knew about it back then, but not yeah. now it's just like, it's everywhere, you know? Yeah. And well, then, you know, I kind of brushed it aside and go, yeah, whatever, maybe, but should have done it. Yeah, totally. It's interesting. Cause like, you know, like two, three years ago, I mean, there's people that had heard of Bitcoin, but nobody knew what it was. And like yeah. me and my buddy Joe, like we, like we've actually bought that stuff to buy stuff from, you know, overseas, like shoes or whatever, you know? just random stuff. And like, we had no idea what it was. And now it's like completely blown up into this like actual like internet currency, which is crazy. But yeah, I think, I think 2018 for, for crypto is going to be kind of the year that people start really getting involved. Cause I think, I think people are aware and I think people kind of understand what it is, mm-hmm. but um, I think this year people are going to really start putting their money, you know, into it. Um, it's currently a, a half a trillion dollar market cap for the entire for all the cryptos combined, um, I'm looking at it right now. The Bitcoin dominance is about 37%. So Bitcoin's still Bitcoin's number one. It's probably going to remain number one for a very long time. Yeah, I, and I used to think that Bitcoin was what cryptocurrency was, but I guess it's like a, just a certain company's Bitcoin or crypto. I don't know how to explain it but yeah well bitcoin's really just the first cryptocurrency and then you yeah. know there's all the other ones that follow after like there's ethereum litecoin ripple stellar they all kind of serve different purposes but bitcoin's kind of like they call it the gold of crypto because it's like it's like the father of cryptocurrency and mm-hmm. uh it's really a good a store of value and you know there's a lot of stuff to it but um all right well let's what about you, man? Like, what are you just for? I, obviously, we know each other. I know what you're into. But for the people that yeah. are listening and um, maybe like people that I brought, bring here that don't know who you are, uh, you know, what are you interested? Kind of give us like your quick little story. Like, where are you from? Like, what's, you know, what's your deal? That kind of stuff. Okay. So I'm Adam and I am a glorified bum. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm into surfing. I uh, train a lot of martial arts. Um, love mma ufc bellator all that yada 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 um me and connor we or like connor i is really into um nootropics i had to study there when i said nootropics it's not very good uh no but we had an interest in that from a long time ago and i think because you know we realized that early that with the intelligence that you can gain all these other things in your life, you know, like the ability to focus longer, read faster. And now we're taking that into um, creating uh, streams of income for ourselves with the crypto um, stock trading. I'm getting into eBay drop shipping, mm-hmm. uh, this podcast and stuff like that. And I think that that 
would help us um, create other avenues of it's just people to meet, things to do, you know, just intelligence, be able to speak, just go out and just be men, be that person that you want to do and not have just this constant brain fog all the time. Totally. Which this is what I was kind of dealing with. You know, you just feel like I'm like stuck in a rut or don't feel like I can communicate with people and you take this stuff and all of a sudden I'm like Mr. Jabberjaws. Um, yeah. So this year I actually just got into surfing. It's been a life changing kind of activity that it did. Just, yeah. You're out there all the time. I see all your posts, man. Yeah. Like it's one, it's a hell of a workout. It's, it's no joke. And compared to you know all the weightlifting and stuff, it doesn't even hold a candle to surfing. Totally. Um, well, and just and it, just like for the listeners, really quick, like where, like I know you go to Santa Cruz, but like where in Santa Cruz or Capitola or wherever you go, like where where do you like to surf? Like, kind of what's the best place for that that you found? Just for if there's anybody in the area, you know what I'm saying? Okay, right, so there's this beginner spot. It's called Cowles, C O W E L L S, in Santa Cruz. That's right next to uh, the boardwalk on the other side of the pier. You'll, you'll get like three, five foot waves in there. Excuse me. I think I've but actually the, surfed there once. <laughs> yeah, that's, probably, that's usually where people start beginning there. And the, but right around the corner from that is a place called Steamer Lane, which is some of the best waves in all of California. You know, wow. those can get when, when it's a good swell coming in, you know, up to 30 feet. And you see some. Is that kind of close? I mean, I know the Mavericks are a little more up towards Half Moon Bay, but I mean. Uh, it's literally right around the corner from Cowles. So okay. it, you can walk. I usually walk uh, from Cowles to steamer lane to watch like the big wave surfers. I'm not that good yet, but, and, you know, and then in the surfing community, I was really surprised like how nice people were. I always got like, um, I guess a stereotype, you know, surfers get really territorial or you take your wave. And yeah. That's try what to I fight you. Um, but I was just trying to say, there's something about when, when you actually start riding a wave and something really meditative about it. it yeah. It's hard to explain that feeling, but you just want to do it again and again. Is it kind of yeah. like, I mean, I've surfed a couple of times. Like, I've actually surfed more in Hawaii than I have in California. Like, every mm-hmm. time, I've been to Hawaii like three or four times. And every time I go, I just rent a board and just go out there. Because, I mean, the, the water is perfect, you know. It's super warm. But I've surfed yeah. in Santa Cruz and Capitola maybe like, you know, five to seven times, nothing too crazy. But um, to kind of add to what you say, like, there's nothing like it. Is it kind of like when you get into like the flow state that people talk about? I I think that's what it is because out there, nothing else matters. You don't have a phone. You don't have, you know, any outside stimulus. You just have to be totally in a present moment. And I think that's what triggers that flow state. There's actually totally. every read the book. Uh, I forget the name of the author. He was on Joe Rogan podcast, but he wrote a book called "The Rise of Superman." No, I don't think so. Who, well, this guy, what's, his, what's his name? Uh, I don't have to have to look it up. But anyways, in the book, he had Lyme's disease and he was severely ill for almost a year. And you know, he's been hadn't left his bed for like a few months. And one of his friends said, "Just come out surfing with me." And so he like drug himself out there. He did it. And he caught a wave, like was able to, I don't know if he got up or not, but he said that it triggered that flow state within him. And then all of a sudden, like he started having a little more energy and whatnot. And then once he was done, he was obviously exhausted, but then he got home thinking, I'm going to try that again. And then he kept surfing, surfing, surfing. All of a sudden, like he was getting better from this illness that he had. So it was interesting that like a flow state, how that helps. It's good for your immune, immune system, suppressing cortisol, 
Uh, all, all those terms are great things for, you know, mental yeah, clarity. That probably also ties into like just being like in nature. I, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like just being out there, like in the ocean, just like, you know, on the beach, like just nature, not like in a cement home or like, you know, some kind yeah. of, you know, big city like that. Um, I'm looking at this now, though, for anybody who's interested in checking that book out. It's called The Rise of Superman, Decoding the Science of Ultimate Human Performance by Stephen Kotler. Yeah, Stephen right? Kotler. Yeah. Okay. That's his name. Right on. Yeah, I haven't checked that one out. So maybe, um, you know, I'll check. I'll definitely buy that one and, and, and read it. Um, yeah, he was on the Bulletproof podcast as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. That's cool. So. so what, but what else? So it's really just about human performance? Uh, how it can – yeah, so what he really does is he studies you know, action sports athletes, guys who you know, go skydiving or do these crazy jumps. And within like the last couple of years, these guys are just getting better and crazy good at them. And like the, the room for error in that, those sports is very, very small with you know, dire consequences. Totally, yeah. Injured or even killed, but – yeah. Um, these guys are somehow getting better and better. And what they're doing is when they're like doing all this crazy stuff is they're activating their flow states and it's allowing them to, uh, perfect it and be more accurate. Man, do you think it, it's safe to say that everyone's just searching for that flow state? I, I, I believe so. You know, I mean, I think that might be like one of the things cause, cause you know, like for me, like when I'm like trading or when I'm like just out there like shooting hoops, playing basketball, you, you like, I kinda, That'd be a perfect one. Yeah. I kind of get into that. Like you kind of like forget about everything and you're kind of just like, you're so interested in it and you're just so like in love with it that you're just like not really thinking about anything else. Yeah. Um, like you're not thinking about like what you got to do tomorrow or like what happened yesterday at work or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but okay. So, you know, tying kind of your life into this book, I know that you're into like, human performance and uh-huh. uh, biohacking, stuff like that. What's kind of like the newest thing that you're into right now? Or at the same time, like what have you found that's, that's the most helpful? Like what kind of like, what could you share for someone who knows nothing about it? Maybe kind of explain what it is really quick and then kind of go into like what you think, like the, the best thing for like a beginner to do, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So biohacking, I guess if you had to, um, paraphrase what it would be like is taking supplementation and certain exercises to advance your human anatomy and your brain your heart health and i guess your athletic abilities um supplement wise we kind of already went over the cognitive stuff you know the nootropics would help and then um is this guy named dave asprey's sort of he's not the inventor of the bulletproof coffee but he popularized it um and he also popularized uh, intermittent fasting with keto dieting. And, you know, when you put your body in a keep, um, keep, sorry, ketogenic state, uh, it's, you're using your fat as fuel as opposed to glycogen in your muscles. And when you do that, you're able to perform better, last longer, and um, remain more mentally sharp. Yeah. I think that's kind of like the base of all that. Totally. And that's actually what I'm doing right now. Like I'll do like four days on or sometimes even five and then take like two days off, three days off. But, Mm -hmm. um, I'm intermittent fasting right now actually, because we have this competition at work. It's a six week, uh, weight loss challenge. And I'm definitely not like the, the, the fattest one at work, but, um, (laughs) 
multifaceted in the past. You're pretty skinny. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty skinny for those of you listening. I'm like 6'4", uh, 205. So I'm, uh, he, he's, I'm like, he's bragging now. But, you know, uh, <laughs> I've already lost, like, I think I'm at like seven pounds now. And it's been like, it's been about two weeks. So like, literally, really? literally the weight fly. Well, yeah, I mean, Good the, for you. the weight like, flies off, bro. Like, I know that mm-hmm. you know this, but for people listening, like, if you... And like, you don't even like, I haven't really even been working out that much. Like I've, I've just been intermittent fasting. So what it is, is like, it's, you can choose how long of a fast you want to do, but I'm doing an 18 hour fast. So I'll break my fast around one o'clock and then I'll eat until seven, which is perfect. Cause typically I work from like three to 10 or two to 10, whatever. So my lunch is usually, or, or dinner, whatever you want to call it. My break at work is usually around six. So I get my last meal in around like six, six thirty, seven, the latest. So I usually eat two really, really big meals a day and then I'll fast. And then when I wake up in the morning, you know, whether it's eight, nine, 10 in the morning, I'll drink my bulletproof coffee, which is, um, you know, you just brew some coffee, put a tablespoon or tablespoon and a half of MCT oil in it. And then about a tablespoon of unsalted Kerrygold butter. And that doesn't break your fast because it's all healthy fats, right? So mm-hmm. it actually it actually helps the fast and, and yeah it confirms with your body like yeah we're using fat as your source of energy and so literally I mean if you work out obviously it's gonna you're gonna lose more weight quicker but um, I was gonna ask how much better do you feel doing this because since I've kind of changed into keto I've you know just all day energy no crashing by three o'clock anymore I feel good man I just I'm always once I get my coffee in the morning and I'm, I'm even sipping yeah. on it now, it's a little, it's a little late. I woke up super late today, but, um, I feel good, man. You know, combination of this and, um, super into, I know we've talked about this last couple of days, just started taking the, my community, um, 17 mushroom complex. Well, I got, I got to try that next week when I'm done with my shroom tech immune. Yeah, man. So that's super good. And, um, I'll just take that with like my, my first meal of the day. It's actually in it. Like, you know, we got busy lives. Everybody's got stuff to do. It's, it's kind of actually really easy to wake up, make a coffee. It takes three minutes. You, you brew it, you blend it all together and then you just sip on it and then you don't have to make food or go buy food for like another couple hours. And if, you're talking about the bulletproof coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, cause it, when I make breakfast, I like to make a good breakfast, like eggs, bacon, potato. And that's, it takes a while, you know what I'm saying? So it's actually like, it saves you a little bit of time and you lose a lot of weight. If, if you guys are into it um, or are interested into it, just, just Google it, Bulletproof Intermittent Fasting. Uh, and if you don't want to do the intermittent fasting and you just want to try, I'd recommend just trying the coffee first um, mm-hmm. and before you do the intermittent fasting as well. Try the coffee out. And, you know, It takes a little while for your body to accept the oil. I'd start with just a half a tablespoon of the MCT oil. If you take too much, it's, it's uh, bad news. But um, I'd say it's more cost effective as well, because when you kind of put it all out, I think it comes out to like three dollars and 20 cents per coffee, which if that's just your breakfast, you know, imagine how much you're spending on if you are trying to get eggs, bacon, toast, oatmeal and like a like a normal breakfast. Yeah, totally. Get. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know which I don't, which MCT are you using? Because I just use the now foods one and it's you can get like two months supply for I think it's like 20 bucks. That's a really good deal. I'm using the uh, brain octane. Okay. So that's, that's the bulletproof one. Yeah. Well, I, I, but I've been getting those ones from those RTD ready to drink ones at, um, at whole foods. 
Oh yeah, that's true. Wants to get them there, but it's just convenience. I pay for the convenience. That's true. Um, yeah, for people listening, um, if you I'm all about it, yeah. It's at Whole Foods. Bulletproof coffee. There's what, like four different flavors. Uh, I think there's uh, three actually. There's a mocha. No, you're right. Four. There's the mocha one, the, the original one, the collagen protein one, and then the original. Okay, one. and what what do they cost? Like four dollars a, a pop. Yeah, like four bucks. Okay, so it's definitely cheaper if you buy all the ingredients yourself to make it. But if you just want the quick convenience or you just want to try it, like yeah. totally just go there and um, get that. Another drink that like totally random, but um, when I started working at Trader Joe's a couple months ago, I had no idea what kombucha was, and I didn't know there was like this big hype around it. But like, dude, that stuff is addicting. <laughs> yeah i've had some before it's good dude i love it it's crazy it makes me feel really good too and i like it because like i don't drink soda so it's like you know it's carb it has like that carbonated like bubbliness to it mm-hmm. uh kind of like a soda does but dude if i wake up in the morning and i drink a um, bulletproof coffee and then once i break my fast and i drink um like just one kombucha with my breakfast i feel so good bro and then i take those mushrooms at the same time and some vitamin D and I'm fe- yeah. after those two drinks, I literally feel so good. It's crazy. Uh, you can only imagine. It's like one of those kale drinks. Everyone blends together and oh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, did you catch the all-star game last night? Yeah, I did. I was talking about, you know, like flow states and human, human performance. Um, I, I, th- I don't know that I've had a better uh Training, I've had I've had better training to help with my athleticism than playing basketball. Yeah, like because so I train a lot of martial arts, like I spar boxing, kickboxing, jujitsu, and I can move circles around guys just because you know I've developed a pretty nasty crossover in boxing. I mean, in basketball, uh, and I think those same if you can incorporate movements from all different you know sports and activities that you do, the oftentimes you know the best boxers are. One really good dancers and two really good basketball players. Oh, so really? I've, been, I've been. Oh, yeah. The you know, the constant stop, go, move. You know. Yeah. You know, you know when you're crossing someone over in basketball, you kind of lull them to sleep, act like you're kind of you know going so often you just explode one way or another. I can't yeah. do that. The same, you know, boxing. You know, yeah, I've heard that. For, able, I've heard it for dancers, but I never heard that about basketball players. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. How dancing would help basketball, but it definitely helps with. Uh, no, I mean, I think just body dancing would help for um, for like mixed martial arts or boxing. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah, I think I guess basketball would be sort of like a well, it's just an explosive activity, and you got to be able to jump really high, run really fast, and and have really good cardio. I think some of the best athletes come out of basketball. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it was a it was interesting. I know you didn't watch the game, but it was an interesting all star fights. Yeah, they had a new. Um, <laughs> they actually play hard this year. They did, so they had a new form. No way, I missed it. Yeah, dude, they actually played defense. I mean, they played a little bit of defense. It was like, um, I think the final score was like one forty six to, no, it was one forty eight team LeBron to one forty five team Curry. So. So LeBron's team won by three points. Oh, they had captains? Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. It was completely different this year. So in the past years, they've always done just the West versus the East. But this year, they just did combination. And then they took the two players with the, with the most votes, which were LeBron had the most votes. And then Curry had the second most votes. So LeBron got to pick first. 
and they didn't like re- like they didn't reveal who got picked in what order, but they mm-hmm. picked it maybe like two weeks before the game or something like that. And so uh, I saw that uh, they're talking. Uh, Russell Westbrook, uh, he was picked number 10, and he was mad about it. He goes, but the reporter goes, oh, no, that was just an alphabetical order. <laughs> he was, like, getting all pissed off. He's like, ah, oh, never mind, man. Yeah, it, it was a cool game, though. It was really interesting because you got to see, like, guys from the West play with dudes from the East and vice versa. And, uh, like, KD and LeBron played together, which was great. It was LeBron's starting lineup was crazy because it was LeBron and Kyrie, which obviously I don't know if you follow basketball, but Kyrie – just left Cleveland this year to go to Boston. So two former teammates, and then it was KD and Russ. And KD, obviously, two years ago left uh, Oklahoma to come to mm-hmm. Cubs. And then um, and then Anthony Davis. But it was like two, two like pairs of old teammates. And then that was pretty interesting to see. But it, it was a good game. And uh, like all the dunk contest was cool. I didn't get to watch so- that live, but... So you can be on, like, say you were in the West, you can be on LeBron's team? Yeah, totally. Like, if you picked you? Oh, dang. That, that, I actually kind of like that. Yeah, no, it was a super, super cool format. Um, I, I just think it would be cool if they, like, changed it next year and did, like, right before the game starts, literally, like, aired the draft. Like, I think it'd be cool if, yeah. like, LeBron was out there and you saw the first person he picked. And then, mm-hmm. like, it would be more interesting. And I don't think these guys, like, dude, they're hurt their professional egos. athletes. Like, I, I don't think it would hurt their – they already know kind of who's going to get yeah. picked first and who's like the reserves that are going to get picked last. I don't think it would be a big deal, but they don't want to do it. So, um, no, it would be interesting because I know in baseball, like say the American versus the National League, if whatever team wins gets the um, home field advantage in the the World Series. So, like if basketball did the same. You'd see guys playing ridiculously hard. Well, yeah, and that's that's funny because I actually talked to one of my buddies at work about that, and we're like, dude, baseball, they've got it down perfectly. Like that's there's they, there's something to play for, and like you know, it's yeah. not just some game where they're just going out there and goofing off, but like nobody else really has that. Like the obviously for football, the Pro Bowl is at the end of the season when all the teams are already eliminated, but two that are going to the Super Bowl. And then basketball, I think it really – it does. I don't think it really – Basketball has got it down with like the – like baseball doesn't have a skills competition. Like basketball is the dunk contest, three-point contest. Well, they have contest. the home run derby. Home run – yeah, I guess you're right. But they should like – because I know baseball has been having a hard time recruiting uh, people from inner cities, mainly African-American people. And I think it's because they don't get to showcase skills like speed, athleticism, agility. You know, if they had like one where, you know, you th- try to – who can throw the guy out at home the fastest or who can run around bases the fastest and make like some type of race out of it. No, no, I was yeah, just trying be... to come up with ideas. No, yeah, but bat... I know what you mean, but I definitely like how the, the MLB all-star game, like there's meaning to it, you know, like you can yeah. watch that game and like literally just be glued to the TV because it actually has meaning to it. Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. And I... What was in the NBA in the All Star game last year? Like the the West almost, or it might have been the year before, but they almost scored two two hundred points, and I think the East was even that far behind. They might have scored one seventy, one eighty. It was it was crazy, bro. It was it was almost a combined four hundred. It's not fun when they do it. It's like no one's playing defense. It's just like um, yeah, the, you know, just pass it, fast break, um, and then. Uh, yeah, you get some guy cherry picking the dunks or hits a three or something. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's jogging around. <laughs> well, I think the biggest thing is like people don't want to get hurt, you know. 
That's true. Which, like, I don't blame them because it's an all-star game. Imagine if you got hurt in an all-star game and then your season's done. Like, that would yeah. be – that's that's what they want to make sure doesn't happen. But uh, for whatever reason this year, I think it was just because it was different. They kind of – and it's, you know, it's like LeBron versus Curry. It's just like the the Cavs versus Warriors kind of little rivalry that they've had the last three finals. I think that kind of added a little to it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Either way, it was pretty entertaining. Well, add some drama to it. You know, Curry, LeBron. Did that, I say Thomas didn't make it this year, did he? Who, Thompson? I say Thomas. Oh, no, he didn't. Because he was on the Cavs, and he sounds like he caused a bunch of shit over there. Cause well, he didn't, play like, uh, he didn't play like half the season. He was injured. And then he played. Well, he was like calling out like Kevin Love, and I forget who else he called out. And they're like, you just got on this team. Shut the hell up, you little five foot nine man you know yeah it's it's interesting though because it seems to be a pattern with anyone who plays with lebron well not everyone but a lot of people i mean Kyrie left because he wasn't happy there obviously yeah. um it was there he dipped um way he got traded they have a completely new team it's kind of crazy well it's, he may be like katie and i think katie was as good because he's up front about it he said he's a, i'm a good basketball player but i don't like leading he goes i'm not a leader so don't follow me and, uh-huh. you know, in Golden State, and obviously have Stephen Curry's pretty damn good leader. So I, maybe LeBron lacks those uh, leadership qualities. And kind of I think what I see is he kind of tries to force people to, like, get, like, look up to him like I'm the leader. Like, you always see him in those huddles. Like, I'm the leader. Follow me. I'm the leader. Like, well, dude, that, they always joke around that he's the, he's the coach, you know? Yeah. Oh, who is that one – the coach right before Tyron Lou. Um, oh yeah, um, <laughs> just totally disrespect like, of the guy. I think it was like David something, it's something like that. But LeBron would just be like, "Yeah, we're not doing that play." And right, kind of <laughs> can't have that. David Platt, that's his name. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Okay. So, I miss that '90s basketball. Where did you ever go back and watch the Jordan rules? Uh, Michael Jordan versus the Detroit Pistons. Uh, maybe just like some highlights on YouTube or whatever. Well, the the so the Pistons put out this game plan in the playoffs to take out Michael Jordan because he's so dominant. They're they're playing extremely physical, and it turned a lot of people off of basketball actually for a while because they were like Jordan would go up and they just like body slam him, like just knock into him. It was. He was a man for going through that thing, and then yeah. I think the next couple of years to be able to withstand that he gained some weight. But I think because of that, people were so um, had a microscope under physical play that it has a lot to do with the current, you know, like a lot of people flop today and stuff like everyone yeah. complains. Oh, there's no physical anymore. Yeah. But I think it comes from that because they literally beat the shit out of Michael Jordan and kind of, they won too. This is the thing. They is, uh, I think before he ever made the, was it, yeah, it was before the, he ever made the finals because he had two three-peats. Um, yeah, it, just, just crazy. Just yeah. crazy. I think it's actually his birthday today or yesterday. MJ? Yeah. MJ's birthday. Dude, toast to the goat. Happy birthday. Yeah. Oh, it was two days ago. My bad. Yeah. Uh, late. It's all good, Happy man. late birthday, MJ. God, what, he's, the, he's the first billionaire athlete, right? I believe so, yeah. He owns the the Bobcats or the, the Hornets. One point six five billion. Jeez, man! According to uh, Google, 
You ever hear the stories about that guy, Michael Jordan, like what he's like in, uh, off the field, off the court? I mean, I've I've heard some people. I hear combined like reactions. You know, like I hear a lot of people say he's just an ass, and he's just well, like and yeah. he feels like he's entitled and stuff. But um, I, I think most people that are great are kind of like that in a sense, though. I think you have to have a certain level of cockiness to be able to yeah. reach that level. <clears throat> totally. But the but go back and read the stories about him gambling. You know, like he cannot. The guy just cannot let anybody win. He has like a psychotic winner's mindset. Oh, There's dude, I bet when, when you're that good and you've won that much and you are who you are, yeah. <laughs> you're just putting it. You're putting everything you own like on on red or whatever. But, but it's everything. There's even a story where like he was playing poker. I think it was at his teammate's house and he was playing with his teammate's mom and uh, the guy's mom had to run to the bathroom and Michael, when she goes to the bathroom, Michael just looks under to see her cards <laughs> so he can win. It's just, well, it's, geez, Peter, I mean, man. Huh? Cheating. Uh, whatever it takes to win, win at all costs is what his. I guess so, is. right? Yeah. Kind of how it is these days, you know? It's how you come up, but I, I think like you can take that, but you know, probably a little, little bit off the pedal of that, but you know, like a lot of people will make fun of, you know, cocky fighters, but they don't understand like, like a boxing MMA. If you're not cocky, that means you can get knocked out. I think you have to think and carry yourself that you have a certain amount of greatness about you. And then you really believe that. And then all of a sudden you start um, well, yeah, I think, I think that's working for those like, things. You better just really believe deep down that you are the best. And that's like, if you don't believe that, and you go into a fight with some other dude who you know is better, or you've convinced yourself that you're not as good as him, then you're gonna... you, you already lost. You know, it's. Yeah. I think it's more of a phys or more of a mental game than it is a physical game. You know. Yeah. Because everybody's in great physical shape in all all these uh, professional sports. Everybody, you have to to get to that level. But um, I think the people who prevail are kind of the ones who are just more mentally stronger than the other people. You know. Yeah, one of I think, in my opinion, one of Muhammad Ali's greatest quotes was, he said, and the, the way he said it, it makes a difference too. He said, "I said I was the greatest even before I knew I was." Yeah. So he didn't always think he was the greatest, but he kept saying it over and over and over and over to himself until he eventually uh, believed it, totally. until his subconscious accepted that, and then he carried himself that way. Yeah, I believe it, man. We're the, we're the greatest podcasters ever. <laughs> hey, we got to keep saying it. Maybe if we keep saying it, we will be. Maybe that'll be our new intro. You know, welcome to the Adam and Connor show, the greatest podcasters ever. <laughs> the best shit you ever heard. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. So, like, but what else? Um, like, when it comes to biohacking and, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that, kind of human performance, what else kind of would you like recommend if people look into or like, what are you kind of doing? You're a personal trainer, right? I don't know if you mentioned yeah, that. I don't think I did. The people listening, um, you've been, how long you've been personal training? About six, seven years now. Okay. So you can't really remember been doing it for a while and, um, yeah. Kind of like, what do you recommend to people? I mean, I know a lot of people just want you to kind of t show them what to do and, and more workout type of stuff, but I'm sure there's some people who get a little more into it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, like, what do you, you know, we talked about kind of the bulletproof and the intermittent fasting and obviously there's good supplements, but like, you know, what other activities or like, you know, like we used to go to the track and 
like you would have us do like hit like just 40 yard dashes and like that triggers like fat loss like crazy i mean what are like some simple they don't have to be like hacks i guess but just like simple like tips tricks yeah you know um well it depends on what you're going for if you want to lose fat obviously you know keto dieting um with a little bit of cardio and and what is that for people who don't exactly understand like what is what is keto, keto diet so the keto diet is so like we said we drink the bulletproof coffees but you're using you're transferring your so your body uses um glycogen as fuel which is you get from like sugar carbs and stuff that you kind of you, your body uses that to as energy to burn throughout the day so what keto dieting is is you eat and drink high fatty foods so your body ends up using the, um, the fats as energy and converts it to keystone or ketones, not keystones. Um, yeah, well, and it's it's like switching from regular gasoline to race fuel. Yeah, it really is that and much of a difference. I'm sure you know this too, but like when I switch to the bulletproof coffee and the you know like the high fats, I can eat a lot of fish and um, avocados stuff like that. I you can actually feel the difference. Mm-hmm. like it's weird like there's just one day where you kind of are like whoa like i feel like i i didn't feel like this last week and i feel totally different now mm-hmm. yeah you're like sharper you're uh, i i the energy is worth it for me just to do it for that yeah I think. no crashing stuff totally. uh, well i think it makes sense you know if you're using your own body fat as energy yeah, that's ought to be much better for you, like in your health. I mean, it, it's but, yeah, super it easy for you to, you know, determine whatever weight you want to be at. You know, yeah, you can kind of just play with your food and just kind of you, you're using your own fat as your fuel source, so it, it's a good way to burn it as well. Well, and that's why the fasting works so well because it's literally like you don't got to eat. You're if you have a lot of fat, mm-hmm. you can just use that. You know, yeah. Um, well, I guess we should talk about what what to eat though. You know, I think it's a lot of. A lot of red meat and vegetables is basically what it is. So yeah, with a lot, get avocado in all that eggs. Nuts, I like eggs. to go. I usually three or four eggs in the morning. Um, fish. I've been eating a lot of like smoked salmon. Mm-hmm. So good. Fish is really good. Anything that's just yeah. High, and then obviously the MCT oil. That's that's high fats. Um, if you have a salad or whatever, you can always like drizzle some coconut oil on it. There's some more good fats. Yeah, there's even ways to cook better. Like cook more with coconut oil as opposed to um, what's the other stuff you cook, cook with? I don't know, just like other types of like olive. Well, olive oil. Uh, olive oil. Yeah, sorry. I can... Yeah, well, I mean, you can use butter too. Like I like it, you can just use the Kerrygold. Like I'm literally addicted to the unsalted Kerrygold. It's like crack to me. Like yeah. I'll put that on anything, bro. Like. It is. It is just so good. Like once you start using it, and just it's just like the best best butter I've ever had, like the best quality, you know, and it really, it really does matter what you put in your body, like, you know, how different you're going to feel. Yeah, the, 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 there's a huge misconception in the whole health industry that butter is bad for you. They'll tell you fat is bad for you, but uh, the Kerrygold butter, you know, it's butter, I think it's from Ireland, and they, it's all from grass-fed cows, and that makes a huge huge difference because you're not getting cows that were fed, you know, some possibly a pesticide, just, you know, fed steroids to make them grow. You know, it's all natural. Totally. Yeah. Um, 
Let's see here. What other topics should we go over? Oh, so how's the stock trading going lately? It's going pretty well. Yeah? Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. It's uh, the last... Can you explain what stock trading is to people? Because it's a lot different than what stock investing is, you know? Well, so, well, so yeah. So, like, if you're just doing, like, regular stock trading, like, just, like, buying shares at a lower price and then selling them for higher, that's just, like, regular stock trading. But then mm-hmm. when you're going into options, what options are, essentially, it's it's, like, insurance for people who own regular stocks. And that doesn't mean that you have to have um, stocks to trade options. But um, what options allow you to do is you can define your risk. I mean, you can really, there's a lot that you can do to it. You can, so with regular trading, for example, you have to, the only way you're going to make money is if you buy low and you sell high. Mm -hmm. When it comes to options, let's say something's at its all-time high and you're like, whoa, you know, I think it's going to go down. There's strategies that you can apply and execute that will actually allow you to make money when when the stock goes down. And a lot of people don't know that. The first time you tell someone that, they're like, what? How do you make money when the stock goes down? That doesn't make any sense. And you can do a combination of things like you could sell a call spread or you could buy a put spread. It kind of just depends on the environment of the individual stock. Like mm-hmm. I look at the, the implied volatility rank uh, or you could look at the IV percentile. Um, and then there's other things you can do. Like you can make money for the stock, not changing at all. Like you can, you can put on neutral trades and it really just comes down to just being mechanical and just what I, what I try to do and what I try to focus on is I try not to get too directional. I just try to put on really high probability trades Mm -hmm. you can do. Like you can put on trades that give you a a 70% probability of profit and what that means all that means is that you're giving yourself a 70% chance that your position will get some sort of profit. And so mm-hmm. te- technically what that means is you have a 70% chance that your position will make like one penny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not saying you have a 70% chance of making $300. It's just saying, but, but the more you, uh, the more that you put on these high probability trades, you, they obviously start to work in your favor and you start to see, so then it becomes a game of learning when, to, how early you want to take your profits and stuff like that. There's really a lot to it, but um, for anybody who's who's new to it, I would highly recommend t- checking out TastyTrade.com. It's a it's a real financial network. I've learned eighty to ninety percent of what I know today from them. I mean, I was I was into trading for maybe trading options for maybe a year before I found out about them. And I wish I found out about them sooner because I probably know a lot more. But um, it's my dad's buddy. We went to NA's. He has season tickets at the Oakland A's game. And we were chilling, just talking, chopping it up. And I was telling him, yeah, I'm getting I'm kind of interested in options and stuff. And he was like, oh, you should check out Tasty Trade. These guys are just – they're literally obsessed with trading. They're live. Once the market opens in the morning, they're live all day. And they just they just trade and – they have um, all these research studies that they do, and they really break it down to a science, to not where it's just like, oh, if you do this, you can make money this way. They really break it down, and they show you the numbers like, look, the reason we do these high probability trades is because they work out, and then there's ways that you can defend your positions if things start going yeah. wrong. And it, it's actually the, – the greatest thing about it is that you're learning how to – control your own finances really and i think it's really important for people especially these days a lot of people don't know like what to do with their money 
and I don't even I don't even know anyone that has a financial like advisor per se but like people like don't I would not recommend giving other people control of your money because at the end of the day the only reason they want you to give them your money is so that they can make money off your money and so Mm -hmm. it all it takes is a little bit of time and you could totally learn how to start doing stuff on your own you know uh, it's like what a, what a good way to have a supplemental income while also working on another business because I think I was looking up some traders on YouTube and they'll trade for like an hour in the morning and then some guy will make like three four thousand dollars and then just go about his day totally or, yeah or like he'll, he has like a I think it was like a music business or something on the side but which was his, actually his main business and he kind of funds it through stock trading or yeah. options trading dude there's a it opens up a whole new kind of way of thinking and it really teaches you about, about risk because every trade that you make, you, you go into and you, you see, okay, this is like my max, the max profit I can make. This is going to be my max loss. And, you know, it really helps you with making decisions. And I think that kind of can apply to just normal life. Like, mm-hmm. oh, if I do this, this will happen. What's the best thing that can happen in this situation? What's the worst thing that can happen in this situation? Um, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I'd recommend checking them out or, um, you could also check out my Instagram at Connor, the trader, C O N O R the trader. Um, I post a lot of just beginner stuff and I've been trying to post more of like my trades and what I'm doing, stuff like that. Um, the market's actually closed right now because of president's day, but tomorrow I got a couple positions on right now that I'm going to try and keep everybody updated on and, um, people are DMing me all the time, like, Oh, help me like teach me how to trade. And it's like, you know, some people are serious. Most people like 90% of people don't actually want to put in the time, but there are like 10% of people that are actually trying to learn. And so I think it's pretty cool, you know, because I think, you know, and again, the whole thing with this podcast is not, not just us like wasting our time talking, like we want to bring value to people and in whatever way we can, whether it's health or, you know, the little fine, yeah. little bit of finance that I kind of understand. But um, yeah. we kind of just want to help bring value to people. I think that's kind of the goal for this whole thing. And um, yeah, man, so that's been super fun. There's a lot of different ways to trade. There's like Forex, which I totally yeah. don't understand. Um, I, I, I don't get it at all. Everything's based off like technical analysis. People will be like, oh, look at this pattern. This means that this is going to happen next. And like I tried it out because when I first started trading, I was looking at everything, man. I was first I was on Robinhood just buying stuff that for cheap and then trying to sell it for more and then I tried out like Nadex, which is Forex and it's terrible, terrible platform. Um mm-hmm. and that's the thing with technical analysis. People will be like, Oh, it's a cup and handle, it's gonna go up and then you know, you find the same pattern and then the opposite happens and you're like, What the fuck? And so yeah. literally from what I've seen and from what a lot of people who are in this truly understand is that you cannot predict what's going to happen next. Like it doesn't matter if there's some pattern that you've seen and it's bouncing within a range. Like you literally, like that's the biggest mistake. People think that they actually can predict what's going to happen next. At the end of the day, nobody knows what's going to happen next. Like the charts, the charts show you what have happened in the past mm-hmm. and what's currently happening, but you can't predict. And that's why it, it's really important to just put on high probability trades because yeah. if you can do that and learn how to do that, then you're going to be successful. And as long as you don't put all of your 
money into one or two trades and then lose it all. I mean, sounds like trying to predict the weather. It's like it might be sunny in a few days. But... Yeah, and like those weathermen are always wrong, right? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it really just comes down to you know just learning. First off, accepting that you don't know shit. Like you don't know yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. I tell people all the time because people people will message me and be like, "Hey, what is this stock going to do tomorrow?" Or like, "What do you think?" And I'm like, "Fuck, Dude, fine, no. <laughs> I'm like, I, "I literally don't know." Like, I know that sounds bad, but I I can't tell you like what's going to happen. Uh, why don't you just put on a neutral trade and, and then if it goes either way and stays within a range, then you'll be fine. So, so what makes a good trader successful? Um, I think it's. You know, it's a combination of things, but I think it's consistency. I think it's, um, tr you know, the way I look at it is like every trade that you put on is like a new at-bat. Like, you know, for baseball, everyone's a new at-bat. And the more swings you take, the more you're going to – first you're going to learn how to hit singles. Then you're going to occasionally hit a couple doubles, and then you might get a triple and then, you know, home runs or even like grand slams. I think it's just consistency, just trading small trading as much as possible. I would just, I would, from what I would recommend is only using, you know, 5%. If you really want to go crazy, you can go to 10, but I would recommend only 5% of your total account per trade. So on average, you could put out, you could put, you could put on like a total of like 20 trades at a time if you really wanted to, mm -hmm. um, but not putting all your chips in one pot. You know, I think it's really just it's really just learning the right way to do it. Like I would rather spend an extra year learning the right way to do it than going on there and, and blowing it all and, and just not knowing what you're doing. I mean, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty easy to know, like how, if you're comfortable or not, like if you're opening right. the platform and you're like, uh, like what should I do? Uh, I'm just going to try this. Like that's probably not a good choice. Like, you know, no. you should really understand the thing about trading is like, to put on a good trade, you shouldn't even have to think about it. Like you should just go and just stay mechanical with it. Like, okay, I'm going to put on this 80, 80% 80 probability of profit type of trade. Boom. Just put it on, not even think about it. It's, you know, the interesting part is it's really just, it's a game. People mm -hmm. get super emotional about it because money's involved. But if you can just, you just treat it like a game and it's literally like anything else. Like if you're learning how to play like chess, for example, you got to learn how the pawns move and you got to mm. learn what the rooks do and the knights and that, all that kind of shit. And it's just learning how the game is. And then once you understand the game, you can start playing it. And then obviously the more you play it, the better you're going to get. So I think yeah. it's, it's really just, you got to put in the time just like anything else. And you got to stay consistent. Um, you know, it's one of those things where like every day I try and watch at least like one or two videos to just try and learn something new or I'm always opening, you know, um, my accounts to look and see, like I'm looking right now, the market's not open, but I'm looking to see just what's been happening the last couple of days. And oh, is it closed today? Cause president's day. It is closed today. Yeah. So it'll be back open tomorrow and, um, we'll see what happens, but it's been crazy. It's been a crazy, there was like an insane drop, like biggest drop in a while like a week ago right yeah it was like maybe two two weeks ago it's like because i saw a bunch of people freaking out about it but it wasn't even like top 30 biggest drops of all time yeah and the crazy thing is it's already it's already bounced it's back. already bounced back almost all the way like it's, so it's, it's something like must have happened 15 14 points away or 13 points away from going back to where it was before it dropped oh, um, okay yeah, I don't know whether it's – you never know what it is. That's the thing. It could be news. It could be whatever. People could 
speculate and say, oh, it's this or it's that. But at the end of the day, like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's, yeah. you know, but yeah, I definitely say for anyone who's interested, like, do, okay, this is the number one thing for me because when I first started, I totally, I didn't fall for this shit, but I definitely thought about it. There's people all over the internet, especially Instagram, who are like, oh, I'm a, I'm a stock expert. I'm a penny trader expert. I'm a Forex expert. Pay for my course. They want you to pay like $5,000 for a fucking course when if they really wanted to help you, if they were really an expert, here's the thing. They wouldn't be, te- they wouldn't be selling a $5,000 course. They would be, if they were an expert, they would be trading and they'd be making a shit ton of money and they wouldn't fucking care about you, you know? So, yeah. and I know people who have spent, you know, a thousand, two thousand, whatever on courses. And at the end of the day, it's like, dude, don't spend your money on that shit. Keep your money, put it into your account so that you can use it later on and go, you can go to Google, you can go to YouTube, you can go to tastytrade.com. You can go find people's Instagrams who actually are trying to help you and not take your money. Like, that's my whole thing. When I first started like my Instagram for just like trading or whatever, you know, at first I was like, oh, it'd be, you know, cause you see everybody else doing it. Like, oh, these couple thousand dollar courses. But then you realize like, no, dude, that's not the way. Like if you really want to help people and, and see people become like financially free, you just got to help them out for free. Is that, is that why everyone gives that Timothy Sykes guy crap? Because he does yeah. exactly well, what he's he, talking from about. From what I've, dude, I'm sorry, I've messaged a bunch, or people have messaged me and been like, yo, he's hella shady. Cause like they'll see me comment on his stuff, but I'm just commenting on his stuff so that people will see, you know, my, my account or whatever. But um, people will be like, yeah, he's hella shady. Like he sells a course or whatever, and it's like not even him. That's how he makes most of his money. He, he doesn't really even trade anymore. This fool's always traveling. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure he makes some it. money from trading, but I'm not hating on the guy because I want to live. It looks like he's living a pretty good life. Yeah, but then at the end Lambo of the day, like, traveling. his legacy is being, I mean, he's destroying his own legacy. Like people literally talk, you can go to his comments and see people talking smack. Like I think he deletes a lot of them because obviously he doesn't want people to see that. But um, people will be like, yeah, I signed up for his class. And then like, I couldn't, like my login wasn't working and I haven't heard back from him for like a week. And then he'll like message people and be like, email my team. And it's like, he just, I don't know. It seems, it, it does seem pretty shady. I mean, he's making money. So, but it's, I just feel bad because a lot of people just aren't, they're just so quick to like, oh, I want the quick way. Like teach me. Like I just, yeah, it's they, not quick. They, think, they think they're going to get the answers. And then the other thing is like, a lot of people have these like trade alert, like groups that were like, or they can do it on Twitter or like WhatsApp or like, they will just set up this group and then they're like, oh, uh, pay 10 bucks a month to see what I'm doing. And it's just them like saying, oh, I'm buying like Tesla calls here. It looks like a good play. And mm-hmm. literally, and it's like, but if you don't understand like how to put in the order and at what strike price and how far out in expiration, like literally people are just looking for the quick answer. And that's never the way that you're going to be successful at something. It's right. What it is. It's kind of one of the things. Remember that book, Millionaire Fastlane, that we both read? Yeah. Uh, like the, the Fastlane is really three to five years. It's, everyone wants to get rich, you know, today or tomorrow, but exactly. it's not realistic like that. Totally. It's all, everything that, like the last couple months, everything that I've been doing, and I think for this podcast as well, everything has got to be looked down for the macro for, for, you know, like you said, three to five years from now. If you, the thing is like, 
whoever can hold their breath the longest is going to be successful in the end. Like if we can, if we could do this podcast, if we could make a thousand podcasts before we ever get a sponsor or something like that, you know, it's all about growing, you know, whatever you're doing, just getting the most out of it, just getting the information out there. And it's, you, you just can't, you can't take the short, the shortcuts never work out. They just mm-hmm. never do. Yeah. You know, like, it just doesn't work out like that. But at the same time, a lot of people just don't want to work hard and they're just looking for like the free ride, which there just really isn't a free ride. It's like, what's that quote? It's like, never pray for an easy life. Pray for the strength to endure a difficult one. Yeah. It's like you don't want to just take the fast, easy way because usually um, looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, usually it's a duck. <laughs> it kind exactly, of probably, yeah. Not, nothing well, comes that either, easy. There's no no free lunches. Nope, no free lunches, man. And don't like these people already have so much money that are on there, like selling courses. Like you see, yeah. driving Lamborghinis and all this shit, and like going to different countries. Like you don't need to give them any more money, bro. They got enough money. Keep. Yeah. They're literally like it. Bo- it really bothers me because they're they're the way I look at it is like they're stealing money from people who don't have money to give away. Like yeah. people need to really start looking at their money as like yo, like, this is all I got. Like, I can't spend this shit. Like, if you only have, like, $5,000 in the bank, you shouldn't be giving nobody two, $3,000 for a course. You yeah. You put in the time and save your money because that's, like, half of what you have. You know what I'm saying? So, I yeah, people just need to not, not be lazy. Just take and, advantage of people. I mean, don't too. you want to, like, I ask people, like, don't you want to, like, actually know how to do this shit on your own, you know? like. But- not, but they don't – if it requires work, a lot of people are just – aren't willing to do it. Yeah. Or they think like, oh, I got to, you know, work in like Elon Musk 100 hours a week. It's like, let's put one foot in front of the other first, you know, try doing it consistently before you even, you know, start working that many hours. Yeah, totally. And the, the thing like – this will be like the last thing I say about it. Like for stocks, you can go – there's a lot of platforms that have like – they call it paper trading mode. Like TD Ameritrade has it. Um, that's the one that I used. I literally paper traded, which is – it's the real markets but with like fake money. Mm-hmm. I did that for maybe like a year before I ever made a real trade. I mean – you can literally go in there and practice and practice and practice and practice and practice and learn how to like swing the bat before mm-hmm. you go. I mean, it's like, dude, if you never, if you never played football in your life, you're not just going to go out onto the field and just start like, you know, running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're not going to like start deacon fools and just put some hits yeah. on. Like you got to go to practice before you actually go and play the game. And it's like, it's just one of those things, man. You just got to put in the time and and practice, literally practice a lot. Like just fucking practice your ass off and then mm-hmm. you'll actually understand kind of how it works. And it's just like anything else, man. It's just like mar- starting martial arts or starting, yeah. you know, like working out. It's literally, it's just like first you learn, okay, this is the, the first thing you need to know. And then next thing you know, like after two weeks go by, you're like, oh, okay, I'm getting the hang of this a little bit. And then, Next thing you know, it's been like six months and you're like, yo, like I'm, I'm feeling this. Like, this is cool. Like I'm doing pretty well. Mm -hmm. It's just like anything else, man. Like whatever you, whatever you want to do, whether it's trading or learning how to work out or intermittent fasting or whatever, playing basketball, you just got to just one day at a time. Like you said, one foot forward. Yeah. Um, do you want to end it with some current events then? Well, what, what current events are there? Did you, see, did you see Fergie sing the national anthem yesterday? Yeah, I did. 
<laughs> that was so bad. That was, that was pretty funny. That was probably the the worst national anthem of all time. Yeah, it was funny because I think at one point they even because they show like the players during the thing, and I think even like the players were kind of like chuckling. Yeah, I saw this one thing that because uh, Steph was on his phone during the game or like when he's on the bench yeah and he, he was liking tweets of people uh talking shit about Fergie <laughs> about the national anthem that's hilarious dude it's, yeah it's so funny that was pretty funny yeah oh man what was she oh trying to do like a poor girl well poor she's a good singer though like she's famous she I don't know, man. She Every, tried to. Everyone tries to put their own spin on it, and it's just yeah. That's the thing. Everybody flat. tries to like put their own spin on it, but you know, everybody will forget about it in like two days. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But there's always so much shit going on. People, it's funny. People, there's something that happens, and then people forget about it a couple days later. But um, did you have you seen um, Black Panther yet? No, I have not. Have you? No, I haven't. I heard a lot of people liked it. A lot of people thought it was too political, and then they're also so apparently it's a it's already a woke movie because you know it's an all black cast and you know kind of like the first black superhero movie, or at least they say. But then uh-huh. they're they're catching flat because there wasn't enough LGBTQ <laughs> something um, influence in it. It's like come oh on, God. you know, it's like. You can't represent every single group and every single. Well, dude, it, it doesn't matter what it is. There's always going to then be, it'd be the new Star Wars, and that's what that was. There's always going to be someone who's upset, you know. Yeah, I just thought it was funny because it's like they're already, you know, reaching new fronts for social justice, at least in terms for you know African Americans and Black people, but it wasn't enough apparently. Oh boy. Yeah, I know. But I'm not trying to go. I'm not a political guy or anything. I was just like my observation. Just yeah, no people. The, the people need ten, to chill. And episodes are going to be all politics. People, just just wait. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. All politics. <laughs> all politics. We'll we'll, yeah. go, we'll dive deep into that. Oh my! Oh boy. Well, okay. So for people. For maybe the ten people who are going to listen to this first episode, <laughs> yeah. like where? Okay, like where's the best place to find you? Um, maybe some fitness tips because you're definitely more into that stuff than I am. Um, mm-hmm. Like what? Ins- what? Which? What's your Instagram kind of? Well, I guess. Well, my personal one it's Mister Dot Carter underscore two number two to you. Um, but I think so. What we were talking, me and Connor were talking about yesterday is. We were looking over some Gary V's uh, Instagram or social media tactics to, you know, produce traction, get some followers. So we're gonna actually came up with this idea that we're gonna have a race to see who can get more followers. So I was gonna make a fitness account, I believe, and Connor was gonna do a trading one or something. Then we're gonna kind of do go over his tactics and see what we can actually do with it. So did you want to like make some names after that? And you know, we can probably post in the info on this. For people to follow us? Uh, well, I'm just going to stay rolling with the one that I have for now. Um, Connor, Connor the Trader? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the best one for me that's, you know, aimed towards trading and whatnot. And you can see my trades. And I'm going to okay. uh, post all the podcast type of stuff on that one as well. But um, Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Mr. Carter. What is it? Mr. Carter dot. Or Mr. Mr. Dot, dot Carter. Carter. 
underscore to you. Yeah, right on. If you if you make a new one, we'll put it in the next the next couple um, episodes or whatever. But yeah, um, the dollar eighty strategy, pretty good stuff. Did you yeah. did you end up having any like results from that yesterday? I know you just tried it for the first time. No, because I posted it to my personal one that I was posting on, and you know it's got just a bunch of random crap. It's not like a, oh okay. Uh, so like I wasn't able to like say I had a martial arts one and go comment on a bunch of martial arts things that I didn't have that you know yeah. so pe- people want to follow you know like you're a, a martial arts guy a, a trader a you know basketball I don't know but I want you to have like a an identity so to speak totally and uh, before I forget I'm just um, for anybody listening out there if there's anything in particular you want if you have questions for us anything you want to talk about feel free you can just dm us either one of us doesn't matter and um or i think even if you have the anchor app um we haven't tried this yet but you can like record your own audio and then send it to us and we can play it during our podcast like we could play it right now and listen to someone's question and then answer it which is pretty cool but i haven't tried that yet maybe we'll test that out tomorrow and see how that works but um Feel free to ask us questions, whether health, fitness, trading, whatever, whatever you want. Um, I'm down um, to do another one tomorrow if you're free. Yeah, I'm off all day, so I got I got time, bro. We'll make like a ten hour podcast. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, people listen past that. Yeah, right. They will. We're we're the greatest podcast ever. Yeah, dude. Maybe we'll set a Guinness World Record for the longest podcast ever. Just a long live stream, dude. That'd be that'd be a way to get some uh, some hype around us, huh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> so eventually we're gonna get on YouTube. Um, think, didn't we talk about going to LA and doing some stuff too? Yeah, like in the future, that'd be cool. Because for those of you guys who are listening, we we don't obviously live in the same city anymore. So you moved just, away from me. We're just do- we're just doing this on the phone. But um, yeah, it'd be cool to do some like stuff in person, maybe record it, get some footage like that or whatever. But, um, yeah, for now, the best way to find our episodes is anchor.fms forward slash the Adam and Connor show. Um, in the middle of setting up the Apple podcast and the Google play as well, I think it's going to take another like 24 hours to process, but that'll be pretty cool. Cause I know a lot of people use that mm-hmm. and yeah, this was the first show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, um, everybody. Adam, any any last words for people? What's what's the one thing you would want to say to people kind of like that are just starting in something new? It doesn't matter what it is. What's kind of one piece of advice you could give to someone? So I could give one piece of advice and you're trying something new and you want to become successful. I hate to sound you know, like a broken tomb, but uh, consistency is the way to the top. So if you, not, repetitions, no, repetitions. repetitions. No one feels super motivated 100% every day. You know, like you get your days where you're like, oh, I'm pumped, you know, I get all this stuff done. And then the next day, you're like, I don't do shit. You still got to do, do something that next day. Make a list the night before before you go to bed so you have something to do already when you wake up. Right. Um, I think, and you know, do you know who Jordan Peterson is? He's no, uh, I don't think so. Well, basically, he says if you want to get your act together, start by cleaning your room first because 
if your room's a mess and all that stuff, it's actually an extension of your mind. Your life so, is a mess. Yeah. Get your <laughs> shit together. Stop fucking up. I don't think I made my bed this morning. Fuck. I, clean, I make sure everything else is clean now, but I don't do a bed because it's just going to get messy again. Yeah, I've never understood I sprawl that. out when I sleep and it, my blank ends up on the floor somehow. But <laughs> Yeah. Oh, boy. All right, man. Well. Well, is there anything you would like to add? Say, uh, if you can give thing, someone advice. The first thing that comes to mind is just patience. 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 Like, dude, whatever you're doing, just be, just be patient. And I think that kind of – you put the two together, like consistency and patience – and it's, it's unbeatable, like, man. Like it just slow and steady wins the race. It totally does. Like it's that's why they say it. It's true. I mean, I think that no matter what you're starting to do, if something you're interested in, whether you're starting a podcast or starting a sport, if you're young mm-hmm. or whatever, I think you really don't don't be like harsh on yourself. Like, oh, I need to be this good in like three months, or like, yeah. oh, I need to lose twenty pounds and like you know, a month or whatever, or, Oh, I want to gain this much muscle in this year. Like by next year, I need to be 180 pounds and I'm only 130 right now. Like don't, don't go so crazy on yourself like that. Like just be patient and be consistent. And like, it's going to happen. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that's it. And that's kind of what I've been trying to live by, you know, just with everything, like, um, with the trading, it's really just patience, man. The, The way I look at it is like, I, I already look back, to July 2016 when I very first heard about options and had no idea what they were you know I was like I don't understand what is a what is a call what is a put this makes no sense to me how did you know you open the application you're like what the fuck like how does anybody understand this you know it's just time and then I think about it and I'm like yo two more years from now I'm gonna be double as good as I am now and then two years after that I'm gonna be triple as good as I am now it's just patience it's just yeah just be patient in whatever you're doing and it'll come true. So on that note, thank you guys very much for tuning in to the very, very first, um, podcast. Adam and Connor show, Adam and Connor show, the greatest podcasters ever. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to keep saying that. So all right, everybody. All right, dude, everybody happy Monday. Have a good day. You too. Bye.